Box, 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 The summer is here and nearly gone already. Spa this week. Uh, we'll get into that later. First and foremost, I'm joined with by with Mr. Shion Roy Chaudhary. Hello. And Mr. Karun K. Kanan. And we're going Hello, DRS racing. Um, so first and foremost, the season that we've had so far, 2022. Honestly, we were spoiled in 2021 with the Lewis versus Max narrative. However, starting off on a positive note, what has been your favorite race of the year so far? Jetta. Really? I really like Jetta, yeah. I think like the ending, the ending with between Max and Charles was just electric. And it's really interesting in that one because I look back at replays, you know, the season debrief or whatever F1 puts out, and it's like, oh, this, this is a season up to date. Yeah. And and Charles would have actually won that race if there wasn't that double yellow at the end. And it wasn't Latifi who giveth or taketh, but it's always a Williams. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, it was Albon, who I love. But at that point in the time, at that point in time, Ferrari looked so quick. It yeah. really looked like Charles was going to give Max a uh, run for his money. Um, of course, now we're at the halfway. We're actually a little over the halfway, 13 races into 22 race season and what? Max is an 80 point lead. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But great race. Checo's maiden pole. I don't know. It also exceeded all expectations of what I really thought Jeda was as a track. Yeah. Yes. And like the track changes did, like they, it made it more interesting, I thought. What did they change? Like, they gave like a little bit more spacing on some of the corners so that they could ah, get okay. like, they can maintain speed better. Yeah, that I, makes just, I think it just, just increased the overall speed of the circuit. Yeah, exactly. yeah. It it is an extremely tight circuit. Um, nice out the box. I like it. Jeddah. Uh, I gotta I gotta let you know, Kroon. I think that's the wrong answer. I think the right that's answer fair. is in fact well, Canada 2022. Ah, <laughs> okay. Pinnacle Combat. of our lives. Okay, <laughs> pinnacle of our lives. That is where us three. Gentleman Pete, we we saw we saw racing in the wet. We saw racing in the dry. We saw George try slicks in the wet. Oh, that we was saw, great. We saw we saw Fernando in the top three. The pass, 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 pass. I mean, that was the most exhilarating race that I think us three could have attended. No, but the last last the last eight laps were actually insane, bro. Post safety yeah. car with Carlos. Oh, yep. Gosh, the max defense oh, the of the Carlos. And and Hamilton podium? Come oh, on, the Hamilton on podium. I mean, this is a race that had it all. For sure, you're missing one key thing as well. What Alonso starting on the front row. Yeah. yeah. Yep, yep, we really yep. thought he was going to podium as well. He dropped back real quick. Yeah, he dropped yeah, back real quick in the dry. <laughs> um, okay, I feel like you guys are giving me the layup, which the correct answer is Silverstone. I know. I mean, we got to do this. Come on. But, no, but that's always going to be, yeah. like, my favorite race because it's actually the best track. Um, now, while I didn't watch it live, I had to watch a replay because I was at the Indy 500. I will say <laughs> Monaco. Monaco was a banger. And, and it's not often that Monaco's Sunday is better than the Saturday. 
but the what and the strategy yeah. i as much as i love good racing on track i do love a really strategic race like if you think hungary 20 20 2019 where hamilton two stopped against max and he did the same in spain in 2021 and then max did the same at paul ricard versus lewis uh in 2021 i love those kind of races where it's called in the strategy room and out of nowhere you see someone pit from behind it's like oh we're gonna go down to the last lap and whose tires are gonna last um so just strategically yeah can you tell me who doesn't like a strategic race I don't know. Loads of people, probably. Ferrari. That was the layup. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, hey, Benotto said they're not going to win this year, so they, they're... I just... Okay, we have nine races left. Over, under, just, five blunders. Over, under, five blunders by the Ferrari's pit wall. Oh, you're saying, are they going to score Over. more than half of the remaining season? Correct. Easily. Just do, just do four and a half. Just make the line four and a half. <laughs> okay, line is four and a half. Over is minus 110. Yeah, I'll take the over. <laughs> okay, okay, that's what I thought. They have, I, I saw this thing, right? It was just saying, like, a Ferrari right now has the fastest car in Formula One. No ifs, ands, and buts about it. And they just continue to foible away this season. I mean, like, it's so yeah, painful. Works. And then the, also the memes around for our Ferrari fans over the past couple of weeks have been ridiculously funny. I'm so pumped for the second half. Are you, like, in a state of despair where, like, you're just going to enjoy it now? Like, yeah, yeah, like I, I, look at I, these I, guys. Actually, <laughs> I'm so disillusioned that I'm like, yo, it'd be funnier if they actually performed worse. I think it would be – I'd enjoy it more. Well, they perform worse – Mercedes are going to continue to pick up the scraps and or have a genuinely good car they can win races. They will tumble. They will tumble, undoubtedly. Question, you put Max in that Ferrari. He wins more than seven. He's what, won seven races so far? Wow, that is a great question. Because, okay, Charles won three, and then Checo's won one, Carlos has won one. So five to 13, he's won eight then. Wow. Um, so, so, so you're asking, like, is he, is he able to kind of pull out the – stick to his own strategy and, and kind of go against some of the strategy that Ferrari kind of puts out there. And I'm Charles just asking the question. By. You answer it. You take what hypotheticals you want. You put Max in Charles' seat. Everything else is the same. Does Max win eight races so far this season? Wow. Man. That's a better question than you realize, I think, Tarush. I I'm actually really struggling with answering it myself <laughs> right now. I'm going to say less. I, dude, eight, eight races is a lot. Right. Like, what, the most in a season is 13, 14 by Seb in, like, the Red Bull years? Mm. It's, that's, a, that's, that's a significant feat right there to win that many races in the first half of the season. I would say you put Max in the Ferrari, I think he would have won six races. I mean, that's, that's still a feat, though, right? I feel like that's still saying something. Any any race more, any number of races more than Charles right now is is just goes to show that Max is top two racers on the grid. That dog in him. Yeah. yeah. Well, wait till it. Okay, okay. Now that we're getting there, anyways. The second season debrief talking point is dog of the season. <laughs> oh, got that dog. But but it can't be Max because that's that's it's like me saving Silverson for the for the favorite race. Um. Let's 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 have a think, and 
And let's talk about who got a dog in the first half of the season. All right. I'm going to start. I'm just going to say Carlos. I think Carlos started off in this – listen, he went into this position where everyone was like, all right, he doesn't have it. He doesn't he – doesn't, he can't figure it out. He's spinning out. He's getting stuck in the gravel. Ferrari's over here saying, you know, this, that, and the other. The Tifosi are just all up in his ear. And then signs the contract, and man starts cooking. He starts being confident. He starts feeling the car. He starts performing incredibly well. You see – you know, you, you do see, you know, Maybe not as much of a dog as Max, but again, Max is out of the question here. You see him just getting comfortable and cooking and really performing, you know, not at even keel with, with Charles, I would say, but, but honestly, like improving tremendously. And I think getting over that little feet, getting over that little hump where people are, you know, skeptical of you to the point where now you feel comfortable in the car and can perform. I think that's crazy. That's what we've seen with Danny Rick for so many years, and he just hasn't been able to overcome it. Now we see the same situation with Carlos, except he's able to overcome it, feel comfortable in growth. So that's Andy is comfortable election. enough to call race strategy from the seat. Yep. Usually yep. a better one than the pit wall. He also has two less race wins than Charles, yet is what, 12 points behind? Mm-hmm. So you talk about that number two driver. He really isn't. It's I think he, again. Yeah, it is. At least in like the last four to five races, I feel like he's been like right there. 100%. So yeah, that's my, that's my election for, for dog of the year, of the, of the first half of the year. Another another dog might be just have to be George Russell, man. But yeah, like 100%. first year and he's been what placing top five every race basically. Some dog behavior. Yeah, was, race with that, with that yeah. car. Yeah. With the with the with the car that was clearly struggling, that he was outperforming at the beginning of the season consistently and yeah. reliably. Like I would say still the third best car, no. Well, so I mean, that's someone, not if, if someone in you know the top four have an issue or crash, he's there to pick up the pieces, but, but he's got to be there on a on a Sunday, right? Like they were really struggling to do well on Saturdays early on in the season because like, they could they couldn't figure out their downforce package that like got them to tire temperatures fast enough. So they were yeah. often starting from like a bad spot um, as a like, pole position to his name. Yeah. Now, Just to show what I, they've done on a Saturday they, as well. They've like, improved insanely this season. Like, oh. wow! I couldn't you said, agree more. You you're putting who's your dodgers? You're putting pole position and George Russell into a sentence. You already got me thinking of the first race of the season. But continue, Tarush. First race. We, we can talk about spot predictions. We'll, we'll come there. We'll come there. Yeah. yeah um, my my dog of the season is uh, is Lando Norris so far. And a couple of reasons why I say that. I think we need to recognize how good Danny Rick has been in his career. And the fact that Lando Norris can get to grips with his car and perform so much better is testament to what a good driver he is and the work that he's putting in. I said this in the last pod, but the fact that they even have one podium at Imola, absolutely incredible considering where they started. They took a massive step backwards at the beginning of the year. Um, and I do think it's the fourth... It, they, they don't have the fourth fastest car, but if Lando had support, they, they could be P4, and they will fight with Alpine. Um, but you got Fernando and Esteban scoring there. So, so for me, also his qualifying, he's had a few uh, second-row starts, I want to say. Uh, I, I think his Saturdays go underrated, how well he performs to get himself in a position to score good points on a Sunday. So for me... 
that dog of the seasons, Bobby Lando Norris. Um, on top of Max, obviously. And I wanted to say Lewis, but I can't keep Silverstone, Lewis, Silverstone, Lewis. Um, yeah, be British. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I don't want to spend too much time on this next one, but we'll do a All quick right. not a hater, but for halfway through the season. I know we touched on these <clears throat> topics at the end of the last pod, but quick thoughts, quick thoughts here. Rapid fire. Name and one sentence reason. I've been kind of, I don't know if it's not a hater, but but I've been kind of disappointed in Pierre Gasly this season. So That's what I was going to say too, yeah. Mm, okay. I, I don't know what happened because like, it just hasn't been like, like it hasn't been like terrible. I, would, I think the word is unimpressive. He's got that puppy in him, dude. He doesn't have that dog. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I don't know. Is it the car? Is it him? I don't know. Seems to be a really inconsistent car, too. Yeah. Tryon? I don't know. I kind of concur. That's exactly what I was thinking. I mean, there's some, there's the traditional underperformers of the season. And then Pierre, who's, you know, yeah. been through a couple different, like, good, solid seasons. And now all of a sudden just underperforming. It's that's, I think, where I, the one that I expect to do much better than he is. So that's, again, why not a hater, but because I love him so much. I feel that. I feel that. We're all big Pierre guys here. Uh, I'm going to go with Lance. Um, just has a seat in Formula One for the unforeseeable future, but like, is really just getting outperformed by Seb. Like, even though there's they have less points than that Aston Martin, which is a decent car on a Sunday, terrible on a Saturday, they to be quadrupled in points by your teammates. Like, you got you got to be a bit more competitive. Um, I'm pretty sure the point differential, like that's the most disparate team um like in terms of ratio of points to the drivers so uh and i i I do think he's a good driver he is a good driver um this is probably one of the worst seasons i've seen from him so just yeah expecting a little bit more but moving on Let's touch on silly season real quick. Uh, so Ferrari have Charles and Carlos locked down. Mercedes have Lewis and George. Red Bull have Max and Checo. And Aston Martin have Lance and Fernando. So we're going to start with Alfa Romeo. It's going to be Valtteri and who will sit with him at that team. Callum, Callum is a, a junior for uh, Alfa, right? Callum Eilat? Yeah. I, I guess he's like a Ferrari youngster. <clears throat> I don't know if he's doing like enough in IndyCar to really. I, I thought this was kind of the layup one. I, they got to give Joe another year. What, he's done I don't think he's going to go wrong. anywhere else. Probably not. What, That's fair. I think. Where would he go? Mm, Alpine, probably not. No, I, th- I think he is, I think an, I think he is an Alpine Honestly, youngster. But... I'm not gonna lie, I forgot about I forgot about Joe for a second. He has been performing well. It feels like he's growing with the team. Again, I think he there's there's you know a, a very seasoned race car driver there that can help this rookie kind of grow and develop in Formula One. I think they I think Alpine I think Alpha has a pretty good formula set up honestly for themselves. So um, I I don't see a reason for them to need to change it because they're also performing pretty well too. And I think Joe's getting more and more comfortable and performing better and better 
throughout the, the season. So, you know, we'll see. Yeah. And I have nothing more to say though. I think, I think it's a guarantee basically. Um, all right. So we're saying Valtteri and Joe and Alfa Romeo. Mm-hmm. Now the interesting, when we're going to do a one, two here with the McLaren and Alpine. So we have Lando and Alcon <laughs> respectively. Who will be Lando Norris's partner at McLaren next year? Oscar Piastri, of course. I would love that so much. I I just don't know how like like how, like Alpine. It's just been like too public, you know. Like of like not Colton Harrison, not Pato Award. Not Danny Ray. I, I feel like you know. I feel like you know some of like up and comer drivers the best. <laughs> I'm just thinking about who's in Formula One right now. All I can tell is that Danny Rick is first short cooked. Yeah. So we're saying so Oscar. You you think Piastri is going to be able to? Is going to like come around to Alpine eventually? Like I I just I, I don't see that happening. Yeah. No. I I'm not disagreeing. I'm just throwing out some other options that mm. McLaren have yeah, yeah, yeah. in their driver academy across like IndyCar and what other series they drive in. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's been too public, right? Like yeah, if it's not Oscar Piastri, then they've kind of taken the absolute piss out of themselves. Yeah. And they will look a joke. All right. So we've said Joe at Alfa Romeo, Oscar Piastri at McLaren. Now this is the interesting one. Alpine. Who's going to be Ocon's partner? Who will partner Ocon next year? Let me pull up the F2 website. There's so many Red Bull youngsters. I don't know who the Alpine youngster is apart from Oscar Piastri. What team does Alpine have a relationship with? Probably not Red Bull at all, right? That's former mm. Renault. Renault hates Renault. Yeah. yeah, but they've had some. It's not like Carlos yeah. Sainz have driven for both. Danny Rick has driven for both. Mm. What's up with Lawson? I've heard his name before. Liam Lawson. He's been in F2 for a minute. I mean, are we just overlooking the fact that Jahan Daruvala could take that oh. team? See? Oh. Oh. What a no. beautiful I mean, name. Oh my God. And we see the, the Indian flag. On the podium of F1. Amunde. Amunde. Could you imagine hearing the anthem? I would go crazy. At at Spa or Monaco. Oh, my God. Dude. I mean, Sean, why is it not you? It's too tall, dude. I know you'd be going DRSing. I'd be DRSing heavy. He is DRS. No, I... I honestly see a side step coming for Danny Rick. Like, are are Alpine willing to really let Ocon be the team leader and bring in a youngster when they have a competitive car? Or do they risk that Danny Rick can actually pull something out of the bag and be competitive once again? Nope. I don't know if it's worth gambling on Danny Rick. At this point, he's got to come back and learn the car again. Like, I guess he's got some experience with their team, but like, 
dude, he's been moving around a lot, and he hasn't shown the ability to learn a new car. Right, at any car. Wasn't he seen recently in a Formula E car or something like that? Like, dude, I have for sure just chalked Danny Rick. Great guy. I think, yeah, dude, just preserve the Honey Badger fucking persona. Sorry. Uh, Preserve the Honey Badger persona and just, like, be a funny guy. Go do some, some chill racing. Enjoy your life with your beautiful girlfriend. Okay, yeah. then who's taking the seat then? You okay, tell so me. we're saying the Ruvala. Let's bring back let's, let's yeah. bring back Grosjean. Bro, I'll bring back Grosjean. That's one hundred percent not happening. Could be, dude. Okay. Um, yeah. Well, okay, some other names I'm hearing is Mick Schumacher to Alpine, like I don't know, Antonio G- Italian Jesus to come back. He is Italian Jesus is back. He well also, I'm hearing Mick Schumacher like recently followed Lauren Blanc on Instagram, and now Giovinazzi is doing a couple t- FP1 sessions in the house. Oh my god! It's silly season for a reason, bro. <laughs> Could happen, bro. You might as well bring the Hulk back at this point, right? I mean, hey, he's got to get a podium one day. He deserves um, it. All right, so we're just gonna leave the Alpine second seat as three question marks. Mm-hmm. Um, but our P1 front runner is Jahan. Easily. Good. Pa- partnering Magnuson in the Haas. Nick again, I think. Nick, right. If he doesn't go to yeah. Alpine, then he's staying at Haas. Nick again, yeah. I feel like he, you know, Mick's gotten more comfortable in the car throughout the year. I feel like uh, he, he sees a good working relationship. Also, I think George kind of trailblazed the path of I am an elite race car driver, and I spent many years developing my craft and getting familiar with Formula One at a team that doesn't perform that well, where it's, you know, it's okay for me to mess up every now and then, but it's, you know, valuable for me to just outperform the car and, and really just be there for the team. I feel like Mick's in a great place right now. If he can maintain his, you know, performance, some decent performance throughout the year, I think he's really setting himself up for a, a solid future in F1. He needs to start outperforming the car, though. I don't yeah. think he's outperforming the car right now, in my opinion. Agreed, agreed. That is the next step for him, right? That is the next step to show that he is, yeah. uh, you know, ready. He should be in contention for another another seat at another yeah. team. That's like what the feeder teams are supposed to do. Right now, I don't think any teams are really looking at me like, yeah. oh, yeah, I need to bring that talent onto my team. Yeah, I mean, I agree that I think he's shown dog-ear traits throughout the season. He's built a little bit more like puppy Chihuahua to Rottweiler. <laughs> the, the Chihuahua to Rottweiler ratio has gone up or, well, I guess technically gone down. Um, but, I mean, I, I wouldn't say that George Russell trailblazed anything. I, Nico Rosberg spent four years at Williams. Like, Carlos Sainz spent many years at Toro Rosso and then Renault and McLaren before the Ferrari seat. So, I think he's just got to be patient, which he is. Um, and he's He's shown that he's quick to learn. He's got seven in his corner. So he'll, he'll come good, I think. Um, and it's time. Alpha, well, I was going to say Alpha Tower, we have two seats open. I'm going to say that they're just going to stay with Gasly and Yuki. Like, the car hasn't been yeah. good enough. Like, I know the drivers haven't been spectacular, but. I'm good with that. Cool. And the last seat. Who will be replacing Gotifi? <laughs> nah, they can't get rid of him, dude. They need the money. <laughs> yeah. 
If they sign him again, that's absurd. I think it's going to be Nick DeVries. It's fair. Is Cal Milot just not going to make it over to F1? Like, I don't think so anymore. Dang. Was he not a big name last year? I mean, again, I don't yeah. even know about the, the up-and-comers. All I know is that you were going on about Callum last year. That's kind of pumped for He looked good. He looked good in the F2 championship. Um, Runner-up, I think, to Mick. Mm. Not last year, because Mick was in Formula Maybe one. they just had a weak class. Is that what you're saying? Maybe. I don't know. It, it wasn't the class that George Lando and Albon right. raced in, for sure. That's an absurd class. Um, but no. On to a couple fun ones. Uh, in our Ask Box 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 segment. Okay. Okay. So our first question from our audience is, if you could have a dinner card, a dinner party, would any three F1-related team members, past or present, who would they be? Did Natalie Pinkham ever race for or work for a team? She's F1-related. Yeah, okay, perfect. Definitely. She's part of the Sky, Sky One. <laughs> That's your shout out trying to be a dog. Okay. I'll, 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 I'll take that room with it. <laughs> shout out to Laura Winter, Natalie Pinkham, <laughs> and Roseanne Tennant. <laughs> allow, bro. Allow, bro. Um, Prost. I would, I would bring ah, Prost into the picture. Il Professor. Yes. Um... Dude, I would just love to see Helmet Marco. Just like, what the heck? He's like in a social setting. I, I think he would be a hilarious guy. I just want to see his personality. So I think I could, I think that would, he would be absolutely tremendous to be around. Um, and then Lewis. I got to just like, he's looks like such a poised character, just such a composed man. I just, I just, I want to see if he, you know, I want to see his fun set. I want to see his dog. I want to see him chilling with the, with the pup. I don't know. I feel like he'd be a great guy to get to know in, like, not a, a social public context. Have to prep some vegan food for him. Ah, never mind. <laughs> I'm going to start with Danny Rick because he just seems like a fun guy to hang out with. Okay. Bad driver, uh, but good dude. I mean, it's not like we're going go-karting. We're having dinner. <laughs> hey, maybe some light go-karting after. <laughs> uh... I feel like I shouldn't just stick with the present because there's so many like legendary characters, but like I know the present characters better, I guess. I mean, like James Hunt, uh, pretty cool guy. Wow, wow. Uh, probably mesh pretty well with Danny. Damn, you're, you're you're trying to rip darts for like 17 hours straight, <laughs> and then probably like Christian Horner just to like get Yo. crazy, yeah, you know? Because yeah, yeah. he'd be like, "All right, guys, like my wife has a concert. Let's go there." <laughs> And he'd just be talking real sly and snakish. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, dude, yeah that's my squad. Toto, you know. Um, oh, my squad, yeah. Oh, he, yeah, how are you going to take, take corner and not take Toto? <laughs> well, that's fair. I guess he's my runner-up. <laughs> I don't want to drop James Hunter. I guess we could drop Danny Rick and bring Toto on. All right, all right. Well, my, my first answer was going to be James Hunt um to that because i think he'd just be a an absolute firework like i yeah. have no idea what's gonna happen um if he came around it, it could be absolutely ludicrous um i'm gonna say ross braun as my second just because he's experienced so much success in the sport 
Um, I would love to just hear him talk and the tales of his Michael Schumacher days and then the Jensen years and then starting with Mercedes and building them up and then selling to Toto, what that whole experience was like. Um, I think he just has a wealth of knowledge. Um, as my third, I'm going to go with Jensen. I just think he'd be the coolest dude to get a beer with. Yeah. I think he would just be so cool. Like, I'd have a huge man crush on him. <laughs> um, like you already do. Dude, I, he's so cool. When he's, like, commentates and something like uh, Sky Sports. Uh, he is one of my favorite commentators. Yeah. Um, awesome. Well, we'd have some probably end up in jail, all three of us, with some of these dinner parties. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, lads. Build an F1 team. Two drivers and one principal. Can't be from the same. Are there any restrictions? Any era, dead or alive. Man, woman. Gunther, Senna, Schumacher. Wow. Jesus. How elite would they be? Oh my god, dude! That would be the most. Does that mean? Group. That, huh? Did you pick Gunther for like because like he would mismanage them or like? <laughs> no, I think like, yeah, I think got it, I, think, <laughs> I think Gunther because like no one needs to manage Senna and Schumacher. They'll just like drive the crap out. Yeah, of them. I, I think, think you do like, need management in that team, yeah, like a lot of it. That, those are egos. Those are two alphas. <laughs> And also, like, he would make them do, like, hilarious commercials. That would be the people's team, dude. That would be the people's team, though. Like, that would be incredible. I mean, fair enough. Win a lot of chips. Definitely wouldn't have anything to do with Gunter, but a lot to do with the drivers. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Kanan. Mm. I was going to do Ross Braun as my principal. Damn, Sam. I mean, he's just, like, sick. <laughs> um, maybe, like, James Hunt and Nicky Loud on the same team just to see, like, how that would go. But for, like, the interesting problem from Ross Braun to solve. Yeah, I'll go with that one. Uh Two guys who like traditionally very much dislike each other, and then Ross Brown to take care of them and make them like each other. To Loud and Hunt? Yeah. Misconception, though. They were actually boys. Um, yeah. They actually lived together okay, then, a little bit. Prost and Senna, then. <laughs> okay. They were actually also low key boys, but. I mean, yeah, they're all boys, but like, you know, like on track, they're like super aggro, right? Yeah. Like... No, I feel. Um, I'm going to go with Sterling Moss. As uh, one driver, um, and I'm going with Kimi Raikkonen as the second. Oh, the Ice Man! The Ice Man himself. Um, I was debating between him and Valtteri. No, I'm kidding. Uh, and you could be the team principal. Me? Mm. I think you'd actually be a killer team principal. I th- Tarush. I think I would be. Yeah, ponytail Tarush for sure. Yo, 100%. No, Braves Tarush. Braves Tarush. Yeah, oh my god, dude. Uh, and my team principal is going to be this dude, Daniel Audetta. He was Ferrari's team principal during Lauda's crash. 
Um, and I listened to one podcast by him and he seemed like just such a cool dude. Um, his storytelling was fantastic. I don't know. I mean, he was probably a pretty good team principal too of like Ferrari winning chip championships back then. So, um, and if it wasn't him, it would probably have to be Christian Horner because I think he's actually a great manager um, of big personalities too. So, um, yeah. Uh, all right, Shion, this next one's tailored for you, buddy. I know you've been... You've been tinkering this with this It's time to okay. All right, let's see it. If you had a dream circuit, what uh, kind of corners would you include in it, and where would it be located? Okay, all right. Sheesh, dude, you've asked so many loaded questions today. These are all great, great, great questions that I just want to sit and think about. I saw. Right. I saw for a good while prepping this. I'm like, what's a thought provoking question right now? Dude, even location what is challenging. Why don't we start with location? I feel like that's a bit easier. You can think about the corner yeah. that you want. Perfect, perfect. I'm trying. I'm trying to narrow it down to a couple different spots, right? So, um, the the Swiss Alps, I think, are just like this beautiful spot. And if you could, if you could, like, this is silly, but like, if you could carve like a, a racetrack into the mountains or something like that, like, I feel like that'd be such a crazy experience. Either that or India, just so we could get races Wait, back through in the India. mountains. <laughs> yeah, where did you were the audience it? Anywhere, dude. Where do they sit, Monaco? It's on boats and helicopters, and, and you know, <laughs> you want people to just fly <laughs> hover above. <laughs> dude, this is circuit of the beyond jetpacks. Right? I'm not gonna just say spawn in in Italy. This is gonna be this is gonna be a crazy. Climate change. Who cares? <laughs> All right, drill some holes, some mountains, and yeah, right. and you have the Hindenburg okay. chilling there, and then just like you know, just a bunch of people watching. Hinden- wasn't that the giant? Air balloon thing, yeah, yeah. There's like a there's like a deck that people could be on. <laughs> yeah, until it goes down. <laughs> yeah, at the end of the race, it goes down. Okay, location, croon, location. If we're really throwing outrageous ones like that, I feel like Johannesburg would be kind of sick. I mean, we Ooh. do need an African circuit. Good shout, good shout, good shout. Well, they do, they do want to bring Kailami back, which I'm not sure where it's in relation to Joburg, but it's in South Africa. Um, or even like, maybe like an Egyptian race. Around the pyramids? Like Cairo, yeah. Through, oh, that's through the pyramids? Through the tombs? Through the tombs? Um. I mean, I've heard some pretty outrageous answers here, so I'm going to go with, like, Galapagos Islands or, like, the Arctic. (laughs) Um, It's on ice. (laughs) Yeah, oh. They have a new tire for it, too. Yeah. It has, like, spikes on it. (laughs) That'd be incredible. Uh, No, but my actual answer, I'm, like, I'm debating between, like, a normal-ass answer, like, India. That'd be great. Um... Or thing like Ulaanbaatar in, in Mongolia would be pretty cool, you know, around like the area where Genghis Khan first conquered all of Asia, you know, in his in his home mountains. Uh, On the step. Or like Siberia, dude. Siberia would be crazy. Uh, it's just but like it, raining half the time. Yeah, I <laughs> guess that would be on ice again. So yeah. it wouldn't really work. Um, yeah, but, you know, instead of what corners would you include in it, what, why don't you just throw out like your top three favorite corners of the F1s? Um, of the calendar. One more right. location. I think Lagos would be kind of sick. Wow. Um, yeah. 
I'm mad it's like there, a, but... kind of like it's kind of like islandy. There are like a bunch of islands around there. Oh, I don't know the geography of Nigeria very well. I just looked it up. That's why. <laughs> uh Sean, what's your favorite corner? I don't have one yet. So, dude, I don't know how to pronounce it. It's it's turn two at Spa. Like, is it Orouge? Radion Orouge. Yeah, that is. Is that the one where it goes down and up? Yeah, that's yeah, the one where down, here comes push. Sebastian Vettel. Yeah. <laughs> Into the street. I mean that. The what is it? Camel. Uh, the what is it? Camel straight. Whatever. Whatever the straight is after that, like that just sequence is crazy. I've I've driven that so many times in like the Formula One, like uh twenty twenty two game or whatever. It's been it's incredible, and you can just do it flat out too. Like the fact that the drivers are nearly going flat out during, uh during that the the compression that they go through the the blind corner, like they're essentially like going over this hill blind. And then you think about you know a couple of years ago when the when uh, qualifying was happening in the wet. I mean, it's just like these that is. Last year, Orlando crashing. Last year, yeah, yeah, I guess it was last year. Wow, um, that's just like the the ultimate test of you know gonads, you know. So that's for <laughs> sure. I think my favorite corner in all of the Formula One circuit. Um, and then, dude, I think Silverstone honestly has some of the best corners. Period. I think like Maggots and Beckett's is world renowned, and I think it's just like such an interesting corner. It just gets, you know, you, every every time you, t- you take a, a turn, like whether it's right turn, left turn, right turn, you take a right turn. Once you get through the turn, you go to downshift and you go into the next gear, the downshift, and then you go through the next turn, downshift, next turn, downshift, next turn. So I think that whole process of just like having to shift down and really just like maximizing each corner while you're still decelerating is incredible. Um, last one. Those great corners. I mean, let me circle back. Yeah, let me circle back on the last one. And jump in. I don't know if I have as many as you, but like in Interlagos, like 12, like turns 12 and 13, like where it comes like uh, out of like the really slow set of corners and then it's the start of like that. Oh, uh, is, it, is, it, is it right before? Is it like the last turn before the main straight? Uh, yeah, kind of like the last sharp turn before the main straight. Like, and yeah. also like we're into the pit four. entrance right where the pit entrance yeah. kind of comes yeah, up yeah, on yeah. you oh that's a great turn that's a great corner it's like uphill uphill left hand yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. but t1 interlagos is actually crazy too also turn four which is like the turn that max and lewis were fighting all the oh, race, which oh, was another oh great God, corner dude. that was the wet race, i love right? interlagos no no that was no, dry it was just okay 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 yeah oh gosh i'm gonna I'm going to go with Cops, uh, Silverstone, mm. uh, the one where infamously Max went into the barriers of 50G, where Michael Schumacher broke his leg, what, in 99? Um, sure. <laughs> and, and where Lewis overtook Charles for the win last year. Mm-hmm. Um, great corner, flat out, right-hander, eighth gear, unbelievable turn. Um I mean, I think the Lesmos and Monza are meant to be quite famous. I think Parabolica is a lot mm. fam- more famous. But yeah. I, I don't know how much overtaking gets done in Parabolica, but it is a great turn. Uh, the hairpin in Monaco, no oh, overtaking, yes. so tight, but it's such a cool corner with the downhill. Uh, yeah. I think that's a good one. Ca- cars are at max lock, like max steering lock. It's max. incredible. Uh, 
the bank stuff in Zanvor, it's really cool. I know we haven't had Japan since we really started watching, but like 130R is meant to be insane. Uh, I don't even know what that is. It's like a flat out kind of S's, I think. Or no, S's might be a different turn in Suzuka. Tarusha's understanding of the sport is like immense. It's crazy how much he knows. And T1 in Austin, the uphill left hand. Yeah. Dude, those camera angles are ridiculous. Yeah. Like, oh my God. I would love to go to Kota and sit at T1. Mm. Um, but enough, I, we could talk about this for, for hours. Um, one more ask box, box, box until we go into trivia. Uh, and we can keep this one, well, we try to keep it brief, but we end up just having so much good debate and discussion. But Sean, I really think you're going to love this one. Uh, what rivalry in history did you wish you witnessed live? Slash, what era in F1 would you have liked to have lived through? Couple that jump, jump out, louder and hunt. Frost. Frost. Yeah. And a until. Yeah, I think it's Senna Prost into Schumacher, just like the the late '80s through the '90s. I think that is the era that I think I just like go back and watch those races every now and then. The noise that those cars make, right? Because that's where also where you're getting to like the, the high sixes? displacement engines, huh? Were they sixes back then? Uh, no, I'm pretty sure they were at least tens. Okay. Yeah, if tens, if not twelves, I'm pretty sure there were twelves at that point. So like those, it was just like. Very, sorry, low displacement cars, but very high piston cars, and so they were just like they they would scream like ear ear piercing screams. So I think that that era for me, honestly, because that's like the the most I think the the almost the most dangerous those cars were also just because it was like the cars were getting crazy fast. Again, still not really thinking about safety all that much. I'm pretty sure late '80s was also where you had like the six wheeled cars and that kind of stuff. So it's like it's like there's so many random different engineering feats going on. I think, and then also. The engineering, like every little engineering marvel would create such a big difference. Like there were small incremental changes or just things that I guess like are now commonplace in Formula One. But it was like that that era of let's try this out. This has worked tremendously. And now every car is going to try to employ that. Um, yeah. My so I think God. for, for huh? those 12 piston ones, they were like open in the back. Almost. Yeah. So the, they're called independent throttle body. So essentially what that means is that like, they're open to air. It's not like just like one intake for uh, the whole engine. It's like each individual cylinder has its own intake. And so they just make the craziest intake noises and they make the, they have the, like the most high pitched exhaust sounds. Um, so for me, again, you know, I'd love to see, you know, a Senna drive a car like that, but what motivates me the most, and you guys already know this is like the actual machinery and like the, the I think the cars in that era, are what, you know, do it for me. You were right. That was a great question, Trish. Fair enough. I'd, I'd probably say Prostana, but it just feels like a said. It would be It'd be cool to watch <laughs> Seb. Like, I honestly wish I could have watched Seb. But Seb Fernando? Yeah. Fair. Fair enough. I think, I think for myself, I would have loved to see the early Schumacher Ferrari years where he didn't have the success yet. To see him mm. battle the Williams of Villeneuve and, and Hill into the uh, um, the first Finland Finnish dude. Mm. In the McLaren, 
Absolutely. I mean, I do. I forgot. <laughs> What's his name? Oh. Ah. Uh, pre, pre Kimmy and McLaren. Hakkinen. Ha- yeah, Hakkinen. Um, Mika. Mika Hakkinen. Yeah, That's... yeah. I would love to see him and, you know, da- uh, throw David Coulthard in that battle as well. But yeah. I also would like to see Nigel Mansell race. Mm. I think it would have been would have been fun stuff, but without further ado, because I know we can talk about this for ages, we have ten trivia questions, ladies oh, and gentlemen. God. All right, it's time to guess. <laughs> Fans have- of box, 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 you already know how this is gonna go. <laughs> you better get your laptop out. Cruz had a big advantage right now. <laughs> Um, all right, gents. The oldest world drivers championship winner today is Juan Manuel Fangio. How old was he when he achieved this in 57? 48. 52. Okay, you're just Googling it. <laughs> He's not even saying numbers. You're, you're dirty for that, dude. 35. All right, I'll start giving you arrows. Uh, 40. 45. 50? 47. 49. 46. 48. 49. 44. 46. Let's go, baby. Yeah. First point to Yo. Shion. Let's go. Dude, okay, never mind. I'm not going to tell you my secret crew. <laughs> <laughs> All right, question number two. Okay. Ferrari racing team have won over 200 F1 races. Which Ferrari driver won their 100th Grand Prix at the 1990 French Grand Prix? Michael Schumacher. 1990, brother. I don't care. Lada. Uh, no. He replaced Lauda at Ferrari. He was the 1990 world Prost. champion. Prost. Wow. 2 0 on the day to Cheyenne. Yo, Karoon, pick it up, dog. Come on, All right, the next, the, two parter. the next All right, is a two parter. The next is a two parter. I should start Googling, man. Goddamn. <laughs> He's on a phone. He's on a phone. <laughs> Which driver holds the longest streak of consecutive wins and how many? Lewis Hamilton, eight. No, no, Sebastian Vettel, nine. Oh, Cheyenne! Oh Two more points that. to Cheyenne. Dude, there was there was a, there was a meme recently saying something about how like if Sebastian Vettel won all the uh, next nine races or something like that. Whatever. <laughs> Anyways, continue. I like that. Two, three. This is another two-parter. Where did this happen? Um, which city, but at the 2005 U.S. Grand Prix, how many cars lined up on the grid? Los Angeles. What? He asked how many cars. You also want to know where? And the city, the location of the Long U.S. Beach, Grand Prix. Long Beach. Uh, Long Beach. East. New, New York? West. Chicago? East. Ohio? South Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, Tennessee, Pittsburgh. <laughs> what? Uh, Indiana, Austin, Indiana, Indianapolis, Indianapolis. Cheyenne. Okay. Uh, uh, 22. 26. 24. 20. 18. 8, 14, 14. 15. 12. 12 7. 6. 8, 6 5. 6, 6, 6, 6, 6, 6, 6, 6, 6, 6, 6, 6, 6, 6, 6, 6, 6, 6, 6, 6, 6, 6, 6, 
six cars lined up at the Indianapolis Grand Prix of 2005. Oh my God. <laughs> All right. Question number five. And I, if you guys take like two seconds to think, I think you should get this. Who are the only team to win both championships in their only season? Wait, what? Say again. Who are who the, the only, only team, team to win both championships, drivers and constructors, in their only season? Lotus. They've won no, a lot. BMW? They didn't win. Porsche? Oh, uh, uh, Braun GP? Braun GP! <laughs> With Mr. Button. Yeah. Um, Dude, crazy. Oh my god. In, in honor of Box 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 going to Montreal this year, who won the 2008 Canadian Grand Prix? Lewis Hamilton? Lewis? No. Oh. Seb? No. He drove Williams recently. Jos Verstappen. He had a horrific accident. And oh, oh had... Kubica, Kubica, Kubica. Kubica. Oh, I'm wow. so... I can't believe I forgot that. 7-1 oh, to Shion currently. All right, lads. He's on one. Who... Oh, sorry. What was the previous name of the Red Bull team? Or who was their previous owner? Oh. 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 It is a British car brand. Jaguar? Jaguar. Wow. (laughs) Joy. People are going to think I sent you the list of questions. (laughs) (laughs) All right, boys. I want, I'm going to qualify this question by saying I want the engine as well. It's a two-parter. What team did Michael Schumacher win his two first championships with? Williams? Nah. No, it was not Williams. Ferrari? Okay. I, no, no, it wasn't Ferrari. It was uh, it was a like clothing was brand. Boss. <laughs> yeah. The United, <laughs> the United Colors of Bennington. But. And who were the two engine providers? Uh, you... Tesla. <laughs> BMW. They're, they had two engine providers? In 94 and 95 were different. Ferrari? One, one currently races solely as an engine provider. Honda. Honda? Oh, shit. Uh, well, I, I guess that's Red Bull powertrains, really. But no, the other one? They provide Reynolds? engines for their luxury brand. Yeah, Reynolds. And the other, I don't know who to give that to. I'm going to give it to Cheyenne because he got Benetton. And the other is based out of Detroit. Ford. All right. Ford. Yep. Oh, yeah. Damn. <laughs> Crude. Crazy. Yeah, yeah. Okay, this is kind of a layup for Cheyenne. I think he's just going to scream it first. How many gears <laughs> does the 2021 F1 car have? Eight. Seven. Yeah. <laughs> it's eight. <Damn. laughs> I'm just going to guess a number. <laughs> All right, lads. Who is the son of two-time world champion Graham Hill? Damon, Damon Hill. Hill. It's Karun. Yeah, but that's, that's not even a layup. That's and between the, two, the, between the two of them, they have three championships. Name those years. 
It's in his Twitter handle for Damon Hill. 2002? My man's going on Twitter. 1990. Shameless. 1992, 1993, 1994, 1995, 1996. All right, Cruz, I mean, Shion's got Damon Hill's years. And Graham okay. Hill won two championships in the 60s. 62, 65, 64, 41, 42, 43, 44. Um, all right, gents. This is just going to be who can Google it quicker. <laughs> who is the 1967 F1 World Champion? Denny Hume. Wow. Bro, he Googled oh it quicker. God. How did my oh, browser crash? He Googled it quicker on his phone. Yo, you had the computer too, career. Come on, dog. Dude, I feel like Google just gave me a little fucking shitty thing. Right, last two questions are for you American lads. Who was the last American to race in Formula One? Oh, uh, Mario Andretti? No. Tom Petty. <laughs> Don't know who that is. Sounds like a singer. Oh. Uh, he is, but he's also a race car driver. Um, Alexander Dale Rossi. Hart Jr. Alexander Rossi. Dale Hart Jr. Oh. said. All right. And to wrap <laughs> us up. God. To wrap us up. Who was and in what car was the last American F1 world champion? And what year? This is a three-parter. Mario Andretti, 1978. <laughs> Okay, uh, Sean said two of them. There's one question, there's one part left, the car. What the fuck were <laughs> It'll be in the Wikipedia. Lotus? Oh, uh, uh, Lotus. Lotus. oh shit. The, the John Player. The John, the John Player. The John car. Player, the cigarette Lotus. Ah, wow. Oh. A whooping... 14 to 5 to Shion. Damn. That puts you in a, Yo. in a strong position for very strong. What's trivia. overall season? Are we tied? No, Creed, you only had like <laughs> you only had like five on him. Damn. Damn really. Shion's got a nine point lead on me. Yeah, yeah you, right, had, you had five on him. Four points. Four point lead on me now. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's crazy. Well, what a lads, swing, dude. What a swing. Yeah. We've gone on far too long to the point where no one will definitely listen to this, but they stopped, they stopped listening when we switched out. When we tried to predict next season's drivers. Fair enough. Probably. Um, all right. Real quick pole position at spa podium Charles. with a, with a, a one, three, two. Just like Charlotte likes it. Um, well, pole Charles. Yeah, just in just in honor of Charles winning his first ever Formula One race, and you know this the gravity this track has, and, and how much it means to him. Um, Charles in pole, uh, third place. I'm gonna go with uh, George. So Charles first wins. First place, Charles easily. Second place, uh, let's go with Lewis. Let's go with the, let's 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 another double merge podium. 
Easily, easily. Okay, okay, okay. I'm be a bit more realistic here. Max pull. <laughs> Max <Charles> wins. <laughs> uh, Charles in third. Uh, Carlos in second. If you wanted realistic, it was Charles pull and then Max wins. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm gonna Charles go figure it out. with a Lewis pull. Lewis win. And Lewis in second and third. Lando second, and Gasly third. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, I expected the the full Brit podium. Wow. Uh, George, George surrounded yeah. off. Mm-hmm. Nah, he's gotten too much hype. I need I need people to realize that Lewis is infinitely better. <laughs> <laughs> All right, dude, I'm pumped. I can't believe we have Formula One back again. We got a triple header coming up too. We have a triple header. My sister's going to Zandvoort. Yeah. Oh, get Damn. out of here. Oh, she's but a Red Bull fan, isn't she? This is box, box, box. Boxing, Boxing out. out. <laughs> oh.